Hi guys, uh, welcome. Uh, we are here in a cafe in Santiago de Compostela and we have uh, yourself Francisco and Silvia who are doing a lot of tremendous work for Follow the Camino as uh, guides. Maybe before uh, we start talking about uh, your job and what you do, can you introduce yourself briefly? Hi guys, uh, my name is, is Francisco. I have been guiding here on the Camino for many years. I actually grew up in a town called Ponferrada, in the, it's right on the French Camino, so I, I've always been very familiar with the Camino since I was very little. Very good. And yourself, Silvia? So, uh, hello guys. My name is Silvia. Uh, I'm from Bilbao, actually. Uh, before working in the Camino as a guide, I was a mountain guide, so my experience was in Himalayas, Aconcagua, high mountains. And that was until I discovered the Camino, fall in love with this, so this is my path now. Great stuff. So, uh, tell us a bit about uh, uh, the Camino, how, uh, when is the first time you walked the Camino, and how did you get to make guiding on the Camino your job? <laughs> uh, actually, it's quite funny because I didn't appreciate the Camino at the time. Being a mountain guide, I always thought, why do people come and walk the Camino when you can walk the mountains, right? And then, just out of coincidence, um, I, I did a Camino work and I fell in love with it. So after that, I walked the Camino on my own. It took me three months, when it normally takes people one month to walk it. What happened to you? <laughs> I kept meeting people and uh, I wanted to learn the Camino with the stories of the people, not with the guides. Uh -huh. So the every time I saw a bar with three people in there, I just went in, had a glass of wine with them and they would tell me the legends, the stories. and. Uh, so it took me three months <laughs> and I fell in love with it and I, I moved to Galicia to live in the Camino itself and uh, it's my passion walking this thing. Very good. Francisco, what about yourself? Well, uh, being from a town on the, on the Camino is common uh, for many people to walk the Camino uh, when you are very young. I actually walked the Camino uh, as a pilgrim before I was a guide when I was in my 20s. Then uh, I didn't actually uh, pay much attention to the Camino. I went traveling and I, I was traveling around the world. I started uh, gu guiding, working as a tour guide in Asia, leading many groups of uh, tourists in Southeast Asia mostly. But then I moved back to Spain and uh, uh, came back to the Camino. And, uh, and I think it was the, the best choice I could ever done because it's, it's wonderful to be here. So it, 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 it seems to me that you guys have traveled around quite a bit. Uh, you see that you've experienced the mountains so something a bit more challenging. That was probably when you were younger as well, or, you know, maybe in your 20s. Oh, sorry, we we're are, all getting we old. old now. <laughs> we are too old. And, experienced, uh, I will call us. <laughs> we're experienced guys. And, and maybe Francisco, it might be a bit the same for you where you're in Southeast Asia and so on. Um, do you think it has uh, anything to do with, uh, not age, but when at some stage you've experienced some part of the world farther away and that now you wanted to come back home? Well, what I think is that uh, after uh, traveling, uh, moving around quite a lot in the past uh, years and, 
and doing guiding, leading groups uh, in many other places, not on the Camino. I think that the Camino has something special that uh, nowhere else does. It's, it's amazing, I don't know, traveling, walking the Camino is a, is a unique experience that, I, that you don't get anywhere else. How unique, what is this uniqueness that you, how would you describe it to people who've never done the Camino? It's the, I guess it's the walking, all the walking that you do, uh, the nature, uh, our culture here in Spain, uh, how our, our groups, uh, how we get together and you make uh, uh, friends uh, for, your, for, for a lifetime. Sometimes, uh, normally, you go back home after walking the Camino with new friends that are gonna be there for you forever. I've seen that, it's not, I mean, doesn't happen all the time, but I've, I've seen that a lot. And even for us as a guy, we sometimes become very good friends with some of our clients in the groups. It's amazing, I've never seen anything like that before anywhere else. Very good. Yourself, Silvia, would you, would you say that the, the, the Camino for people will bring this friendship uh, amongst uh, people in the group? Yeah, I think making an effort together always joins us. Bond, it's a good bondage. And uh, I think that's actually the big part of it, because it, it is a mystery to me why people will fly from Australia or other areas of the world to walk the Camino and come back and come back. And I think, I'm not sure, it's one of the mysteries about the Camino, but I think the people, the other pilgrims, the experience of going through it together, doing it with joy, doing it laughing, doing it with freedom, you know, and uh, that's what creates a good bondage, you know, the other pilgrims that come from all over the world, the energy that we uh, create by walking this thing, that could be it. No, I'm not even sure what is what makes this Camino magic, but it does, it is magic. Tell me something, uh, the, 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 the bonding that happened during the walk, the walk, and you said that when people almost suffer together, this is what creates that, that, that bonding. Uh, you walked in, a, in mountainous areas and in more challenging places. How difficult uh, is the Camino? Compared to, uh, well, compared to mountains in the Himalayas or the Aconcagua, obviously it's not, I mean, it's easier and we are more prepared. There are good thing about the Camino nowadays is that it is prepared for people in any physical shape, with any hiking experience. So I think also because it is so well marketed, it's easy for people to really enjoy it. They don't have to worry about where do I have to turn, where do I have to sleep. It is very safe as well, yeah, it's, it's safe. safe. So I think- You always feel safe in the concert. Uh, yeah, but it is, a, it's, it is challenging for sure, walking 100 kilometers in one week, especially for some people who normally do not walk. But it is feasible. Everybody can do it. When you get a group, you see people of different abilities and most of the time you don't know them. So how do you see a group coming in and how the week is going to go? Are they going to be on the more challenging side for them? How do you gauge that? And how do you manage the people through that week? Some of them they will be flying, they might arrive in Santiago de Cuba, some of them might be struggling with more. Can you tell us a bit about the group, the psychology, the, the, 
on the day and during the week? Well, uh, the way I do it, I don't know about Silvia because every guy has uh, his own method. The way I do it, I always give uh, everybody leeway to feel relaxed and to walk at their own pace. You don't put any pressure on anybody. We are a group, uh, uh, we spend a, a, a week together as a group, but we're also individuals. So I always let my people do their own thing. Uh, I'm always around them. I'm, you always move around, you look after your groups, you check on them. But at the same time, you let them do their own thing. And that's the way they feel most comfortable uh, to enjoy their own personal Camino. That's the way I do it. Yeah, I agree totally. I think good thing uh, is that we gave them a safe place to have their own adventure. So it's always a good balance in between. We give you comfort, we help you do it. We're here for you in case you need us. But in my opinion as well, we should honor this is a pilgrimage and some people need to walk it faster, some people need silence, some people come for the social. So in a couple of days we get to know what each person needs. So we give them a lot of freedom, but safety and care. But we need to give each group and each person whatever they need because they all come here for different reasons. And they all come here with different levels of hiking experience, different ages, different disabilities and we can accommodate it all. So the key is freedom and respect for all of them, so they walk. And we only appear like a magic way, right? When they need us. Right, uh, at the right time. At right. the right time. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. That, that sounds like a very easy job. <laughs> <laughs> we can't complain. It's no, not I, so we, I love my job. We, we love Sometimes it. we have uh, hard times, but it's, uh, I think it's very enjoyable and, uh, and uh, we, our part, we are, I mean, we are always as a guide in charge of uh, the group, but we blend in so well with the group that it's uh, easy for us to uh, to lead uh, these trips and be part of the groups as friends. Let, let, let me ask you something. Uh, the, as you said, Sylvia, the, the, the Camino is not difficult technically, or Francisco, you are saying that as well, it's safe. Um, Although, for some people, it's still a challenge. I compare that maybe to, there is an Everest for everybody, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, I was joking when I was saying that your job seems very easy, you know? Uh, can you tell us a bit about some uh, uh, challenging times uh, when some people were maybe struggling a bit more and how you overcame that and, and, and how did the people react and were they happy, not happy? What was their experience? To me when it becomes more challenging is when people are not doing the Camino or walking the way they really should or need or want. You know? And some people don't accept their limitations. And I think sometimes our job as a guide is to well, first make them feel safe and it is really not important if we get you in a taxi for the last five kilometers one day, it's better to save your energy, save your feet, and don't feel any guilt about that because this is not about making 95 or 100 kilometers to me. This is about experiencing this pilgrimage and accepting that you have limitations. To me the hardest is when I see people uh, going beyond their limits and hurting themselves and uh, missing out pretty much uh, a lot, you know, 
by trying to rush into the hotel because no matter how beautiful the hotel room is, the Camino is going to be more beautiful. And sometimes it's hard to pass the message because everybody wants to arrive. And uh, you, when I see people walking beyond their capacity or limitations, I think that's one of the uh, tricky things in our job. So how would you uh, talk to somebody about that and how would you make them change slightly how they approach the Camino and so on? Like maybe find you have such cases. What do you mean? People maybe push themselves a bit too much and how do you get them to maybe slow down or...? Uh, we do a lot of, every day we do meetings, we talk to the to our groups, we give a lot of tips uh, for the day, every day we do that, and uh, sometimes when, uh, when, when it is needed, when we have some people that are, that are way too determined or stubborn, and they, as Sylvia was saying, they push themselves too much, but they, they are not able to, I mean, they, they are not so fit to do that. We just try to uh, to make them... Uh, comfort them? Yeah, yeah, yeah comfort them. Uh, I don't know. Well, sometimes you have to accept. I mean, it's up to a point what we can tell people. We talk to them as I would talk to my friend, or I tell them, Maybe that's not what I would do, but we also need to accept that sometimes we need to be watching them making those mistakes. Yeah. And those are the ones we need to watch in case they hurt themselves. Because, I mean, all of us are adults here, we are pilgrims, and sometimes we just need to tell it, say it, propose it, and let people make mistakes sometimes. And tell me something. So. Sometimes the Camino is a, is a challenge for some people, but I would say it's the, a minority of people when they might not have prepared as much, or maybe they have a bad day. Yesterday, Sylvia, uh, we were talking to one of uh, your, your group members who had three pairs of shoes and still got blisters, you know? She had the hiking shoes, she had the runner, she had this and that. So sometimes there is this side. But do you sometimes have to stop people from stopping by every bar a bit like Sylvia? <laughs> I let them ago. go. I let them do it. I had a, somebody in my last tour, it took her 12 hours to make 25 kilometers. Normally it takes what? Five hours? Six, yeah. She told me, I'll meet you at dinner tonight. I want to walk this at my own pace and I'm going to stop in every bar, in every place I want to make a picture. So we're here also to uh, give a space for those people. So yeah, she arrived at 8 in the <laughs> evening <laughs> to the hotel. I will never stop somebody from that. I let people walk as much as, uh, as much as low as they want and give freedom. As long as I know where they are and that they're safe, fine with me. That, 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 that's great. So uh, tell us about uh, uh, the journey of people. Have you seen people transform through the trip coming oh, yeah. on the... On Saturday, uh, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes people come to the Camino uh, not knowing what the Camino is like, not knowing what the Camino is about, uh, very uh, insecure. And uh, and then when we start walking, as days as days go on, you see that people getting uh, more confident and stronger. Those that uh, from the very beginning were not. Sure, they, they didn't, they couldn't 
have that uh, confidence in themselves. You see that a lot. Uh, and then arriving in Santiago last day, uh, yeah, it can be a very transforming, changing experience. It is actually to most pilgrims walking the Camino. It's not just our groups. When you arrive in Santiago, when you walk into Obradoiro Square in front of the cathedral, you see the cathedral, you see how emotional most people get. I, I'm sure that, that people go back home some, uh, well, something has changed in them when they go home after being here. And and, and I think that's uh, obviously when you're guiding a group, uh, it's uh, your role of that. I think as we were talking about, is almost to allow people to grow uh, and to gain some sort of independence. And the Camino is 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 I suppose just a medium for that mean to get that independence about walking 20 25 kilometers every day uh, having the odd blisters that might make things more challenging meeting people and you can see them grow to the end of the trip uh, and so on um, tell us about uh, uh, on the main square when you when you when you arrive there with, uh, with, with, with people tell us about a couple of stories uh, people who I don't know, impressed you, made you laugh, oh, made yeah, you cry, I, made. I don't know. Let me go here because I always have... <laughs> I had an op uh, a man from uh, England who sang opera. I think you saw us, weren't you there when mm. we arrived? And all know. of a sudden he started singing opera right there and the whole square was uh, looking at us. I mean, it just came out. He uh, just felt the inspiration and... Uh, and uh, well, it's always an experience for sure, very emotional, very a lot of joy as well. So we roll on the floor, we go barefoot and take pictures of our uh, <laughs> injured feet and uh, laugh about it. It's a big joy to make it there and feel the energy of that square. So, Great. Yeah. yeah, you get a lot of people, uh, you see a lot of people when walking uh, onto the, the square singing, big groups of people, pilgrims coming from all over, coming from the French Camino, from the Portuguese Camino, from wherever everybody comes there. And as they walk into the square, people sing, they, they sing all along together, cheering each other. It's a, it's, it's a fun uh, time to be there at this square. Yeah, amazing energy in that square. Yes, amazing. there is, there is. Uh, so that's uh, that's great. Now, give us uh, some uh, uh, idea uh, or maybe some stories about uh, very fo funny moments that you you had along the Camino or something. A, a couple. Of there was a lady. She wasn't in our group, but this is something something that we saw uh, in the newspapers on the news one uh, one or two years ago. This uh, lady from Austria, I think she was from Vienna. She was with an, an older woman uh, with her group and she was missing. <laughs> she was missing, so it was like, oh my God, she was missing. For two days, nobody could find her. The police was patrolling around, searching for her, nobody could find her. And apparently this uh, woman, she was a, a little bit senile. She went off the track in the forest, the last walk, walking, uh, from, uh, I don't know if he was walking from Arsua to uh, Pedroso, from Pedroso to uh, Santiago. So she went off the track, she was missing. 
nobody could find her for two days missing and then two days later she was found she appeared uh, uh, at a rock music festival in Santiago on her own she walked all the way yeah. and the thing is that when she went off the track she couldn't find the way back to the Camino uh, and she is, it was in the summer so it was, it was good weather she has slept on the ground in the forest on her own while the police was looking for her uh, the whole group of hers and 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 her guide i i'm, I'm glad I, that i wasn't i wasn't her guide because that guy must have been very stressed and yet two days later she just she was there at a rock music festival in santiago that's a that's a brilliant story <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> now uh, that, that's great. Tell us about uh, some places that uh, you you like to pass by every time you go. I don't know some 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 bars and some special uh, uh, memories. I know that you find you play the guitar, but you, you don't bring your guitar as you walk, do you? No, oh, I do, I do, I do. I do. <laughs> Sometimes I serenade my groups, but <laughs> but not always. <laughs> and yeah, things on the Camino. I don't know landmarks on the Camino, places that we recommend. The river in Rivadiso. Uh, 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 that, that river in Rivadiso is a nice place to, to soak your feet in. Yeah. The, the Celtic village oh, on yeah. day one, is day one or day two? Day one, when we walk from Saria or from Porto. From on day Marisa. two, this Celtic settlement that not many people know about, that you can go off the path to visit it. We always recommend that people go have a look. There's quite a few interesting places and then of course many many bars and restaurants and cafes all along the way where you can always hang out with other pilgrims, make new friends. It's so, uh, it's, it's... And, 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 for, and for you, Sinda, what do you think in terms of uh, food, drinks, what other things, uh, nice... Uh... Well, what I always tell my pilgrims is that in Galicia, in the Camino, the Camino is not about luxury, okay? We're not gonna find luxury in the food in the Camino, we're going to find fresh food, very cheap, very basic, and uh, a lot of vegetables, good fish, good meat, um, basic but fresh and pretty much homemade because most of the business in the Camino are family run, which I think is a luxury to have family run. Sometimes it's worth the wait. And um, yeah, I think the, uh, the food is one of the things that the pilgrims appreciate the most, for sure, because it's fresh, it's cheap, good wine as well. Everybody loves Galician wine. <laughs> we have everything to enjoy here. Good food, good wine, good beer, best beer in Spain. Straight. That's great, that's great. <laughs> so that, 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 that's, that sounds great. So guys, uh, it is great. The work that you're doing, I think, three years ago, uh, Follow the Camino, we started to name our guided tour, uh, from guided tour to make friends for life. And I think it summarizes a bit what you, Francisco, uh, uh, what I was talking about and so on, uh, that the experience and the exceptional that we see people transforming. Uh, so that's, that's great and I think that uh, encompasses the Camino. Friendship, no luxury as you said, but still comfortable, very comfortable hotels and so on, the, 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 the other treat as well, uh, etc. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's really great. I think uh, which route would you uh, maybe Give us uh, the route that you uh, prefer. Doesn't mean that the others are not great, you know, but uh, that you prefer. Uh, and maybe some tips for 
people who wish to walk Camino, I don't know, guided tour or self-guided tour, what would you tell uh, people who want to do first? Go for it. Um, I really love the Portuguese coast Camino. For some reason, um, I feel it has a great energy to be walking next to the ocean. There is less people than in the French Camino. I love the flowers. I love the colors. I always feel a bit as a more feminine energy Camino compared to the French Camino, which I feel is, is solid, is inland, is authentic, it's genuine, it's more masculine, but that's just my thoughts about it. I really like that one. And, I mean, I, I don't know if I can give anybody any advice without knowing them previously, but just come. That's great. If sometimes you're bored, you're feeling life is trapping you, just come to walk. As simple as walking can make a big difference in the mind. A lot of peace in the mind when you walk the Camino. Thank you. And yourself, Francisco? I agree with uh, Silvia that I, I really like the, the coastal Portuguese Camino a lot. But the, the central Portuguese Camino is good as well. The French Camino, the last bit of the French Camino from Saria to Santiago, is good too. It's more crowded, but it's it's good, so either one of them is a, is a, good, is a great experience. Uh, tips, well, it's not a, uh, well, the usual things, tips. If you are a fit person, then you, you may not have to do any training before, but if you are not used to walking, please go for a long walk, say at least one or two weeks before you come to the Camino, and be prepared for some hills, because I always tell my, my, my groups that the Camino is not so difficult, uh, but it can be a, a bit challenging depending on, on how fit you are. And it's, it's a bit more than a simple stroll uh, in the park. That's great. Thank you very much, uh, Francisco, Silvia. Come to the Camino next year. <laughs> I want to see you here. <laughs> great stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>